I think half of the client experience is really anticipating what their needs are and then answering the questions before they're even asked. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's guest is wedding photographer Cheyenne Schultz, who's based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we're chatting all about client experience. We walk through her entire client experience and chat about things like the tools she uses and the gifts that she gives clients. We also relatively recently launched a new website for Cheyenne, which you should totally go check out at CheyenneSchultzPhotography.com. Be sure to check out the show notes at DaveyandKrista.com for the resources we mentioned during the episode. And I'd like to hear from you about what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands That Book podcast as we move forward. I'd also like to know what episodes you've enjoyed most so far and why. To leave your feedback, head on over to the Davy and Krista Facebook page and send us a message. Now, on to the episode. Well, Cheyenne, welcome to the Branson Book Show. I'm excited to dive in and chat with you about client experience. And I think we've chatted on the podcast about things that have contributed to client experience before, but we really haven't talked about client experience itself. And you, you're kind of known for offering an awesome client experience. So welcome. I'm excited to talk to you today. You're so sweet. Thank you for saying that. I'm so happy to be here. I love talking about client experience. I feel like we've just put a lot into it over the past, you know, 11 years of being in business that I love, I love chatting through it. So thank you for having me. Yeah. And so, and you actually have a new website launching on Tuesday that we designed. We're pretty excited about that as well. By the time this episode goes live though, that website will probably be live by then. So how was that experience? I am so excited for my new website. We're actually, we've been working on expanding our team this year. And so we have a new family photographer and a new associate wedding photographer. So that was kind of a natural transition of like, okay, it's time to go ahead and do another website. And I've, I've gone through quite a few processes with websites through the years. And I worked with Davey and Krista for my new site. And I have just been so happy working with you guys. And you've just killed it. Like talk about a client experience, like start to finish. Like I just could not be happier. So thank you guys so much. I can't wait to show it to the world. Yeah, it's coming out and shoot just like four days or something. So. Yeah, yeah. And I know uh, Chris has been excited to show it off to the world as well. And she loved working with you all. And I think she in particular really loved what you guys did with the team page and introducing yourselves and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see that finally come to life. But we always start our interviews by talking about, you know, how our guests got started in business. So can we rewind a little bit? How did your photography business come to be? Sure. So it's always, I don't know when to start, but it kind of starts in college. Like I went to school for elementary education and this is, I graduated in 2003. So I've been, I've been around for a while, but I did my field work with fifth graders and it was just plain as day. Like, this is not my calling. This is not it. I did that when I was a sophomore. I kept on majoring in that. 
graduated, went to get my master's degree in higher ed administration. I worked in the field for probably like, I think it was two years maybe. And around that time I was engaged myself and started to, you know, research photographers for my own wedding and kind of caught the photography bug somewhere in there. And it just kind of fell into my lap and my husband went to art school. And so he was kind of good at all things art and start, he started to teach me Photoshop and, you know, I'd slap these filters on these images that were like hundred <laughs> percent opacity with these actions that I thought were amazing. And looking back, of course, I'm horrified, but <laughs> all part of the process. Right. And yeah, I just, I think it was a year into my, I guess I had been at my job for two years and I was just loving what I was doing. And I, you know, started out just shooting some, like an engagement session for some friends that weren't going to have an engagement photographer. And I loved it. And they asked me to come do her bridal portrait. And, you know, then I did a family session and started a blog. And this is back before blogs were, you know, a dime a dozen and they were everywhere. So it was fairly easy to market myself and kind of get my, my work in front of a lot of people quickly. And so I feel like it, you know, did pretty well off the bat. You know, it's so different now starting a photography business where, you know, of course, the market is just very saturated. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of really great photographers to kind of all be getting in at the same time. So I feel like part of it was timing as far as why my business did well in the beginning. But yeah, I left my full time job and, you know, never looked back and it kind of just took off from there. So it's been yeah. great. It's been 11 ish years, I think. And it's fun. I really, I love my job. I love being a business owner. I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. So, so yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you ever miss the classroom? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was never actually like in the classroom. Oh, okay. I mean, only like for a very short period of time. I, I do sometimes I miss with working with college students when I got my master's degree. Sure. Like I love, you know, that age yeah. students <laughs> for sure. But, but yeah, this is just, this has been the best thing that I could have done. So I love that I took that leap. And, you know, looking back, it was probably more of a risk than I realized it was to leave my job when I did. But that is also what kind of propelled me pretty quickly is I could really just pour myself into to business and, and growing it. So yeah, that's I always I always love hearing about people's background because it's it's always like, uh, you know, kind of crazy to think where people started. You know, we just assume that people are going to go off and get an education and what they're eventually going to do. And so often that's just not the case. I also have a background in education as well. And I get that question quite a bit, you know, whether I miss that or whether I miss, you know, the classroom and things like that. And, you know, I miss I miss the classroom. I miss the kids, but I don't really, you know, I just. I love what I'm doing, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I think certainly the biggest thing was like leaving behind six years of, I mean, I paid a lot of money to get those yeah. degrees <laughs> and I spent six years of my life to get those degrees. So I think that was hard to be like, oh my gosh, am I really leaving this all behind to do something completely different? So that was hard to grapple with at first, but, but yeah, clearly it worked, it worked out. So I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you feel like do you feel like it was a waste though? You know, I always, I always think back, I mean, my, my degrees are in theological studies and I have a master's in multicultural education, you know, and, and I can look back and I, you know, if I could go back in time knowing that I would do, you know, what I'm doing now, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure I would study the same things. With that said, you know, I look back at those things and I, there's so many elements of that education and, and my experiences, you know, within that education that I think helped me today. Do you For feel sure. that at all or? I mean, absolutely. More so outside of the classroom. Like I loved my college experience and mm -hmm. just like all of those soft skills of like how to work with people. And like I was pretty involved in 
my sorority, which I was always anti-sorority and ended up being the president of my sorority by the time I was a senior. And I just, I loved, I loved my experience and I feel like there was so much that I gained from it that yes, I mean, actually like study wise, like I just wasn't really into it as an 18 year old going into college. Like, you know, it was kind of like, I want to do this. But once I was there, it was kind of like one foot half in (laughs) with my studies And I wish I could go back now and like study some of the things that I did because I feel like now, you know, as a 37 year old, I'm much more interested in learning about the things that I was learning about. Sure. But yeah, definitely picked up. I mean, I would never undo my college experience and got to study abroad and like have life experiences. And the people I met were just, you know, some of the best people in my life. So I would never undo it or regret it. It was a wonderful thing, but. Sure, sure. But yeah, it was a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. As I, I definitely, you know, I think what makes me question it is just the student debt, you know, that for I graduated. Sure. But thank God for people like Dave Ramsey and, for you know, sure. the debt snowball and things like that. So, so fortunately, we we've paid off our student debt for for quite wow. a time now. But back to client experience, back to your story. I'm sorry, yes. I sort of derailed it to talk <laughs> about uh, to talk about education here for a second. However, talking about your team, how recently have you built a team around your business? Pretty recently, we hired our first associate photographer last February. So I guess it's been a year now. She started out. I initially hired her to be an associate wedding photographer for us. And, you know, she had a lot going on at the time. And we just, after a few months, it kind of, we talked about it and it made more sense to transition her into doing more family portrait work. And so we finished off training her, you know, through the summertime and launched her in September And that was awesome. Like she booked out her whole fall. I mean, again, a timing thing. Like I feel like, you know, everyone wants family portrait work in the fall. And so that was a a great time to launch her. So Mm -hmm. that went really well. But then I also knew that like I initially hired her to do weddings. So I still had that in the back of my mind. So we hired our second, our second lady, Emily, we hired her in September ish. And she's been training with us through the fall and we are just about to launch her. We kind of did a soft launch probably a month and a half ago or something. And then we're about to really put her out into the world, you know, next week here when we launch the website. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. What are some of the things that went into building a team, you know, within your business, because it is a personal brand. And, you know, you're kind of using this as a segue to talk about client experience, because I think a personal brand, the client experience is really based on you know, you and interacting with you. So, you know, what did that transition look like for your client experience? Did anything really change? Not really, really just small things as far as customizing emails. And I mean, we had not really done a whole lot of family portrait work. So that took a little bit more effort just to, but compared to a wedding, it's considerably less as far as, you know, maybe they'll book you a a month in advance. And so there's a, a month of time month and a half maybe of like what that looks like. But with a wedding, it's, you know, a year sometimes of what a start to finish looks like. And so there were some things that we had to tweak, but I feel like, you know, we really went into building a team with a pretty solid client experience already. And so it was really just taking things and tweaking them. I imagine it would be really difficult to kind of incorporate it, build the team and you know, improve my client experience at the same time. So I feel like we kind of had a leg up on things like that was already rolling pretty well. And it was just kind of, it felt pretty, pretty much like a seamless transition. It was really just focused on training that person and marketing that person and the client experience stuff. I mean, so far, you know, we've only, 
we're just getting started with weddings and seeing how that's going to play out with our wedding photographer. You know, so time will tell as far as what <laughs> may come up. There's been a, a few small things, like I said, like fixing some canned emails and whatnot, you know, updating all of our materials. We, you know, send out a, a photography planning guide at the beginning of the experience. So updating to include her in that. And it's really just some language things, but you know, I feel like it's been pretty pretty seamless at this point. So we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, maybe you could walk us through your, what your client experience looks like so we can get an idea of how that goes from start to finish, if you don't mind. No, I wouldn't mind. And I'll try to not be long winded about it. Cause I feel like there's, I feel like there's kind of a lot to it at this point, but, and for the sake of time, I'll kind of start with, you know, when they are actually assigned that contract and, you know, there's some things that go into it beforehand when they're kind of inquiring and going through the consult process. But from when they sign the contract, you know, it's really that onboarding experience is what we start with. And from the get-go, we just want to make sure that, you know, they've, first of all, they've just given us a large portion of money. And so, you know, recognizing that that sometimes can be like, oh, kind of hard to do. And sure. so we want to reinforce like right off the bat, like you are in good hands, like we've got you, you made the right decision. And so right away, we kick off with an email that my studio manager sends to the new client and it's really just, you know, welcoming them to the CSP family. You know, here's where you can access all of your documents. You can see the payments you've been made. We've direct them to that portal. And then, you know, this is what you can expect from us as far as is our office hours. And this is how we communicate. And when you're ready to book your engagement session, like this is what you should do. So kind of just preliminary things to keep in mind as they're kind of new with us. And then after they get that email, you know, we send them a welcome gift in the mail and we're really just trying to get them excited about working with us. You know, we send them that photography planning guide. We send them, I can talk about this later too, if we want to talk about specifically what we send them, but just some things to get them excited about working with us. And then from there, you know, it depends on when they are ready to book their engagement session. That's usually the next thing that the next touch point that we have with them. Sure. And so there's kind of the before, during and after process of working with someone for the engagement session. You know, first, what is, you know, before, for, before you move on to that, I do have a question about a couple of things just around kind of that welcome packet that you send them. One, you had mentioned that you have a client portal. What do you use for your client portal? We use Devsado for our CRM. Awesome. And yeah, we've just in the, within the past year started using that. And it's really just at this point, we're using it to, you know, collect payments and have them sign a contract so they can view their invoices, they can view their contracts. We have them fill out questionnaires, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So anything and even correspondence, we try to send a lot of our emails through that portal so they can kind of see history of, of what we've communicated with. So yeah. And so have, yeah. You, have you enjoyed Dipsado? We have. Yeah, yeah, it's been really good. I mean, I can be old school, like, you know, what works and staying with what works. And sure. so I was kind of went kicking, kicking and screaming to a CRM. Like people have been using it for how many years now? And I finally, just a year ago, was like, okay, like this is something that we need to do. And it's really just, again, the motivation was this is going to provide a better experience for our people if we can make it easy to sign a contract. And, you know, they can do it electronically and not have to like send in a paper copy. And if they want to make an online payment. So that was really kind of the motivator in wanting to do that. So yeah. it's been really We've enjoyed it. We started using Dubsado as well. We really like it. We haven't started using the client portal feature though, but that okay. is kind of on the radar to start using. So have you found that your clients really enjoyed that or really appreciated that aspect of things, being able to log in and look at, you know, kind of all the correspondence and documents that have been exchanged between you and them? I would imagine, I mean, I haven't had any direct feedback, but I would imagine for type A people like myself, like sure. when, you know, they want to like 
know that I'm on top of it and they can view their things whenever they want to. I would imagine that it is useful for them. It certainly doesn't hurt anything. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. And and what are some of these other things that you sent? So you send over sort of a guide, just laying out expectations. I really, I really like that because it's, mm-hmm. it's done right off the bat. I imagine that you avoid a lot of, you know, for, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, conflict later on sure. in the relationship, just by establishing, Hey, this is when I email and this is what the, the process, you know, looks like. And there's probably some comfort in there as well, you know, just in terms of, you know, these people probably haven't been married before, you know, so they, they haven't gone through this process. So by you saying, Hey, this is what the timeline looks like going forward. It probably mm-hmm. provides them some level of comfort and, and assurance. Yeah. I think half of the client experience is really anticipating what their needs are and then answering the questions before they're even asked. Because like you said, they don't They've most often they've never been married before. They don't know what to expect. And so sending that guide off the bat, assuming they read it, there's a lot of information in there as far as you know, everything from what to expect about the best way to communicate with us and, you know, what to expect for your engagement session. This is what you can wear for your engagement session. You know, this is the timeline, our proposed timeline or ideas for a timeline of the wedding day. And, you know, if you want best light of the day for a wedding ceremony, these are the approximate times you should think about, you know, this is how you'll get your images. And basically just thinking through like any kind of question that they would have going into this or things that we would want them to know we included in there. It's like a 66 page guide. It was such a labor of love. It took me forever to do it. We've really only been doing it for the past two years. It was one of those things where I, it was always on the list of important things to do, but it was a beast to put together. We used, you know, Caitlin James sells, you know, a a template bridal guide. I think she calls it. And so we went ahead and bought that. And that was, that was a lifesaver for sure. But even then it still is so overwhelming to put all of your own information in there and get it printed and whatnot, but it has been, it's been awesome. So it was definitely worth the investment of time and money for sure. Yeah. So moving on, so you have that initial sort of reinforcement period, you get people set up in their, their welcome, you know, portal and they get all their welcome materials and things like that. And then you mentioned the next touch point with them is the engagement session. And you were just telling us how there's sort of a before middle and, and after, you know, in terms of correspondence there. So do you want to jump back into that? Yeah, that sounds great. So Beforehand, before the engagement session, once they are ready to go ahead and get their session on the books, right after that, they get a questionnaire through Deb Sato, and it's just asking them about the two of them, about the couple, what they like to do together. A couple key questions that I have on there is, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for the engagement session? So that if they put a one or a two, it's something that I can address at the beginning of the session. And I kind of keep it breezy, but it's, you know, if they're dreading it for whatever reason, then I can kind of like just, you know, pull the elephant in the room, like just talk about it and, and get through that and say like, Hey, I noticed you put a two on your, you know, on your level of excitement. Tell me about that. And usually it's again, in a joking matter and they can kind of talk through that and I can reassure them this is not going to be as bad as you think it is. Like it's going to be fun. And so that's always helpful to ask ahead of time. But I'll ask them for their ideas for their engagement session and kind of suggest locations from there. So involving them in, the, in that process. And then, you know, I'll also point to I've written like a couple blog posts of some various helpful things. And one of them is what to wear to your engagement session. So I'll point to the photography planning guide, remember, reminding them there's information about there to review. Also, here's a blog post I created. So you can if you're needing ideas for what to wear. So thinking through like, again, that's probably something that you know, maybe they don't have planned out already. Maybe they're anxious about it. So I'm trying to like equip them with something 
just so they can have that information and move forward. So that's kind of the before. And then the other before thing is that, you know, during the consult, I will take time to right after a consult, I will write down anything that the couple has told me about themselves, about their wedding. And I will kind of put that away until they book with me. And then I'll transfer those notes into their file. And then I can review those notes right before their engagement session. Because if I don't, if I do their consult and then we don't do their session for three more months and I'm working with, you know, 15 or 20 other clients, then it's hard to keep track of the specific little details of like each couple and what makes them special. And because I do care about them and I want them to know that I care about them. So it's an easy way to personalize that experience, just reviewing their file and like, oh, that's right. Like they mentioned this thing and maybe I can talk about that during the session. So the session comes and, you know, we really just try to make it fun and easy. People are usually nervous about it. So it's about reassuring them and, you know, we give them some fun things to do during the session. And, you know, hopefully it's good for them. We just try to keep it fun and light. And then afterward, like right away, we send them like a what's next email. Because again, usually that they're not remembering that in their contract, it says that, you know, two to three weeks from now is when you'll, you can expect your proofs to be turned around. So we send a what's next email reminding them, you know, these are when your, your files be ready. And I also send like a quick preview as well of a couple of their images. Cause I know I can remember back, like it's, you're excited to see something like right away and you don't want to have to wait two to three weeks, even though that's that's reasonable, but it still is like giving them a little something to chew on and get them excited about from their session. So, and then once the, you know, we always try to turn around the files quicker than we said that we were going to. So we really aim for like a week and a half turnaround. We send those in an online gallery and then I also offer a USB to them, which I send in the mail. And and we always try to include a little something extra that they weren't expecting that they didn't pay for necessarily. So we include a set of prints with a little wood block from Artifact Uprising, just kind of of our, of our favorite, you know, images from their session. So we send that along. You know, our packaging is very, very curated, very, or very specific and intentional. And so we always try to take that up a notch just from what they might be expecting. So, you know, they're expecting a USB in the mail, but they're not expecting like a nice USB with the nice tissue paper. And I'm just a weirdo about that stuff. I feel like (laughs) some people can take it or leave it. Like I get really excited about great packaging myself. And so half of my business, I feel like is the things that, that I loved and what I would want as a client and just doing those things. So yeah. So yeah, that's basically the engagement session. There there are so many elements of this part of the experience that I that I want to talk about real quick. Number sure. one, just the the amount of content that you've created to enhance the the client experience from not only that that bridal guide or, you know, what what did you refer to it? Is it a bridal guide? Is that what we call it a photography planning guide. Okay, so the photography planning guide. So mm-hmm. not only all that information that's in the photography planning guide, really appreciate the fact that you point people back to that. Because like you said, it is sixty six pages. So, you know, when people receive it, they might not go through the entire thing. So pointing people back to that and reminding them that it's there, I think is super helpful. Beyond that, you said you mentioned, or you mentioned a blog post and it was about, you know, what to wear at an engagement session. And again, I think that does so many different things there. And I wanted to hear in a second why, you know, what made you come up with, you know, the idea of writing a blog post like that. But I assume that number one, it helps you because, you know, there's nothing worse about, you know, taking beautiful images, but them not really being beautiful images because of what the couple's wearing, you know? So from just a marketing standpoint and and being able to share those images, I think that's, that's probably helpful, but even more important than that, right? You're just, again, 
reassuring people who might be really nervous about that and might be a little bit, you know, sensitive to how they look in pictures, especially, you know, some like some pointers on, you know, how to make the most out of their engagement session. So Mm -hmm. did you write that blog post after maybe having, you know, some struggles there? Like, how'd you come up with the idea of creating some content around these, you know, these areas specifically? Sure. I mean, it's really just, again, thinking about like part of when we were creating our client experience, because it was a very intentional process, it was really thinking through like, what are the pain points that these people are experiencing? And again, I feel like so much of this is about empathy and putting yourself in their shoes and really thinking about, okay, like I'm engaged. I've never had my engagement. I've never had an engagement session before. I particularly can get nervous about what to wear for certain things and I kind of need direction from people or someone just to like reassure me that, yes, this is good. And so it was really, it really came from a place of that, of really thinking about what are they feeling in this moment? Let's see what we can do to kind of insert ourselves to make it easier for them and solve their problems. So that's really what it came down to. It definitely is a perk for sure that, you know, they come looking nice and wearing pretty things. And that definitely helps. And and it's not even only what to wear, but, you know, if you want to have your hair and makeup done, like, let us know. We'd love to refer you some hair and makeup artists or simple things, even like leave your purse in the car because it's just going to be you're carrying around a purse all the time. You don't want to do that. So, and even again, like, I think, you know, the heart of it being like, we would, you know, encourage them to go on a date afterward, you know, use this as a time to, enjoy each other. This is going to be a fun thing. It doesn't have to be a dreaded thing. I mean, typically our brides are usually really excited, but Mm -hmm. sometimes if we get those like lower scores on how excited we are, they're coming from the guy. And so it's really just trying to reinforce it to him mostly that like, this will be fun. Like it's, and it's an hour of your life. You're going to be okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, but really just coming from a place of empathizing with the client and like what their needs are. Yeah. And I just think there's so much good stuff here, regardless of what, if you're listening and you're not a photographer, I mean, there's just so much you can take away from this. I think just creating content around those tough points Mm -hmm. or potential tough points within the client experience. And the other thing that I want to briefly talk about, and I will, we'll dive into gifts a little bit more later, but that, that small gift that you give them from artifact uprising picture on the wood block, when we were shooting, we did something similar. And I just think it's such a great way to I mean, it's going to go in their house, you know, and when Mm -hmm. their friends come over, they're going to see that. And when family comes over, they're going to see that. So, I mean, it's great. It's great marketing material that that's going to be put up in their house. But in addition to that, we found too, that like, it's so nice when family and friends see images from an engagement session, because then they're less likely, you know, to be, to be that family or friend that's actually at the wedding saying, Hey, make sure you get that shot, you know, because they've seen the, you know, they've seen the work (laughs) and they, they trust you. Right. Sure. So as far as the engagement session goes, is that something that you do with all of your clients? We do. And I've gone back and forth with this for a few years. I feel like, well, maybe even more than a few years, but I just come back with like so much of a lot of our client experiences just comes about relationship and wanting to build a solid relationship with them and getting them comfortable in front of our cameras and building that trust. And I feel like the very few times that we have not offered or not have done an engagement session with a couple, it just like takes the fun out of it for me too, because I feel like we're less connected on wedding day. Mm -hmm. There's kind of that, like, you know, I don't know this person, they're a stranger, that trust is not there necessarily. So we've just found it to be just invaluable to our overall experience because come wedding day, 
you know, they know me as Cheyenne. If I ask them to do something that might be a little bit weird or questionable, they're not questioning me. They're saying, you know, we trust you, like do it. We know that you're going to, you're going to take care of us. You're going to nail this. So I feel like it's been the best thing ever. So when we've considered taking it out and not, it just, I always go back to, especially like there's been a couple of times, like recently we did a session where he put a zero on how excited he was for the session. And I've never had that before. And I called him out. I was like, so you're the first one that's ever put a zero. <laughs> like, tell me about that. And so at the end of the session, I mean, he was just, he, he was as sweet as can be. He just really hated having any kind of picture of himself taken. And at the end of, or when we got home, she had sent me an email like right away saying, you know, he, you've officially converted him. Like he loves you. Like he can't wait for the wedding. And I was like, yes, like that's what it's all about. Like, and it just reinforced to me, like, this is why we do it especially for those people who are nervous about it, especially on a wedding day. If you've got, you know, hopefully we've got 20 minutes to do portraits of the bride and groom together. That's usually what it comes down to. I don't have time to go through the awkward feelings and the dread of it. Like we just need to jump right in and they kind of know what to expect and we can just knock it out and really maximize small amount of time that we do have with them. So no, and I and I agree. I think anytime you can create like a really big trust building moment like that early in the experience, it's just going to make the rest of the experience so much easier. And on a mm-hmm. wedding day where so many different things can add stress to the day, you know, it's mm-hmm. so nice knowing, you know, like if that couple knows, okay, I have great photos for my engagement session. And so photos just aren't even a concern for them on their wedding days from the standpoint, like they know you're going to capture you know, everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so helpful. And even, you know, from, you know, Chris and I, we're, we've been talking about our client experience lately a lot. We have a team retreat coming up this, this weekend, actually, and we're going to dive back into that just as we do every year trying to improve things. But, you know, what experiences can we create in our process early on, similar to that, that build trust mm-hmm. for the rest of the experience, you know? And mm-hmm. I always thought once we changed to a model for our photography business back when we were shooting, when we did an engagement session to start, it just made such a big difference for the rest of the experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So after the engagement session, what's next? Right. So the next kind of touch point comes about a one month out. It's time to A, for them to pay their final payment and B, work on their timeline. And so, you know, thinking through again, like, okay, this is kind of, it can be like, you know, a little touchy of a time because they have to then, you know, hand over more money to me. And just thinking about like, okay, they're probably, maybe they're a little stressed out. They've got a lot going on. It's a month out. And so I wanted to, at that point, like send them something, a little something in the mail, just to let them know, you know, it's really, I can tell you, it's like I sent it, I only send it out to the brides. A lot of our branding is bride centric, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so we send it to the brides and it's, it's really kind of a self-care kit of, you know, here's like a foot scrub and here's a mask and here's some bubble bath or, or it's some bath salts and some chocolate. And so we send that to them and say like, Hey, like I know, and I use my own personal experience for my wedding day. Like I was really stressed out about a month ahead and I hope that, you know, things are going well for you. There's going to be a lot to come in the next few weeks. Enjoy every moment. Here's some things to take care of yourself. And so we send that in the mail as a surprise for them. They're not expecting it all. And, you know, again, the timing of it is nice being that that with that money thing and just being sensitive to that. So we send that out and then, you know, it's timeline planning time. And so, you know, just working through logistically for what's to come for wedding day. So that's kind of the next thing at that point that we go to. And then it's, it's wedding day. And, you know, on wedding day, I feel like, 
you know, not only are we hustling the whole day and just showing them that, you know, we're there to work hard and do everything that we can do to get them great pictures. We're really trying to, I always tell my team, like my second shooters and when I've been training my team that it's really about being a helper on a wedding day and that there are things that are going to come up that are outside of the realm of, you know, photography. And if you see a need, like as long as you're not missing a key moment or something, go meet that need. If you see grandma struggling to get out of her seat, you run over there and you help her out and get her to where she needs to be. If we bring along, you know, these little kits, one for myself and one for my second shooter of just kind of like things along the years that we've seen to be a problem. But, you know, if a bridesmaid's dress is staticky, you know, we have some, a little travel thing of static guard, we've got safety pins. Like, I mean, typical, I'm sure a lot of people do that. We bring that along. And anytime there's a need from someone in the family, the bride, the bridal party, like we're able to say, Hey, I've got that. If someone's like, gosh, I need some scissors right now. I'm like, I've got scissors. And it's just so easy to jump in there and fix their problems. So I found that that's, that's been really helpful. I can remember one time the bride was out on the dance floor at the end of the night and her bustle of her dress had broken and I had seen she was struggling with it. And so like I ran over with my safety pins. I said, Hey, do you need some safety pins? Cause her maid of honor was trying to help her get it together and I just, and she said, yeah, that'd be great. And so I got down my hands and knees and started trying to bustle the dress up and pinned it up. And then I'm walking away and I heard the maid of honor say, she's amazing. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I'm like, oh yeah, I am amazing. But it was like, this stuff matters. Like, because that stood out to her. Like that was something that like, you know, I wasn't just there to take pictures. I was there to like, you know, help and fix problems. And yeah. I think that that stood out to that person. And who knows, like, that's the thing on, on wedding days, you never know who's watching you and who's paying attention and who might be engaged and who might be looking for a photographer themselves. And so I feel like just, you know, working your butt off, helping people and it really goes a long way. So that's kind of what we do on wedding day. And then immediately following the wedding day, we will send that what's next email. And I try, if at all possible, the next day, sometimes if I get home early enough that night, I will go through and pick out a couple images and edit them very quickly and send that email. I always ask them when they're going on their honeymoon and where they're going. And so along with that, what's next email, here's what to expect. And here's a couple preview images. I send them just like an e-card, a Starbucks e-card and say, hey, have a great time on your honeymoon in wherever have a couple of coffees on me at the airport tomorrow morning. So I send that along in an email. And yeah, then again, we always just try to exceed our stated turnaround times. We say six to eight weeks. We've really gotten it down to definitely closer to three to four weeks turnaround time, depending on time of year. And then instead of just sending them their online gallery is the first thing that they see. We go ahead and we've ordered some prints right away. Oh, I take that back. The first thing we do is we'll, we'll put together a quick slideshow of our favorites. We send that out that Tuesday after the wedding day. And it's more than just a couple preview images. So they get the slideshow, it's set to music. They're getting an immediate kind of sneak peek of their day. So they do have that. But then the first thing they see after that, they actually get the package in the mail of the USB with some added prints in there. Cause I was just thinking like, you know, I don't want the first time they see their images, like this very emotional day just to be online and they're just clicking through their images and Yes, it's nice and immediate, but it just took away that tangible, let me mm -hmm. hold and feel and like, wow, be really wowed by it. And so 
as a surprise, we will send them. They don't know it's coming. They don't know their images are done. And we send the USB in the mail. They get those prints. And then they have a little card that directs them to the online gallery. Yeah, and I so, really like that. I really like that yeah. because, I mean, for, again, just knowing certain people's like computer resolutions and, you know, their, yeah. their color settings, you know, it's the one way I think really to guarantee they're looking at the, the actual image that you took and not something that was, you know, that looks weird right. because the colors are off on their, on their monitor. But then just from that, you know, being able to, you know, that tactile, like actually holding onto the print, mm-hmm. I think there's something really special about that, you know, which is one of the reasons why we loved shooting film was just because there's more emphasis on, I think, you know, actually holding a product. But absolutely. The other thing that I, that I really like are those kits that you put together for the wedding day. I think that's something you see often from wedding planners. You know, but really, I mean, the photographer, especially if there's not a planner, you Mm -hmm. know, oftentimes the photographer ends up being, you know, the planner or the assistant planner almost just because they're the really the only other vendor that I can think off at the top of my head that's with the bride and groom with the couple from start to finish on the wedding day. So again, I just, I mean, I really appreciate how you're thinking through, you know, potential areas of conflict and you know, basically just answering them, you know, whether it be through content or creating these kits, even in how you present your product or service, because I think, you know, you can do great work and your experience can still not be very good. Right. Absolutely. So I I think I, you know, I appreciate that from, you know, how you've thought about the experience holistically from start to finish and really you know, focusing on making those low points of the experience, not as low, you know, nobody likes yep. paying thousands of dollars, even if they're excited to right. work with that person, you know, they, they probably not rather not pay thousands of dollars. Sure. <laughs> One of the things that you've done throughout your entire experience, it seems like is, is use gifts to kind of offset some of those, you know, feelings also, you know, and even just reassure people that they made the right choice. How did you go about incorporating gifts into your client experience? Why did you pick some of the gifts that you did? Yeah, I feel like that's been a progression through 11 years. Like we actually, I'm just a gifts person like that. The five love languages book, if you've ever, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of that. Like, I think I've changed now that I've had children, but I definitely was a gifts was my love language. And so I loved getting gifts and I loved giving gifts. So it's always just, it's come very easily to me and something that I knew that I wanted to incorporate early on. When we first started though, I mean, it was not a, we were not making near as much money as we are now. And so like the gift that we were giving was not at this point, we give multiple gifts throughout the experience. But when we first started, you know, it was a thank you gift in the mail, just reinforcing that initial decision that they made. And it was, you know, I remember we would go to the Hallmark store and get like, at the time, our branding colors were like this bright green. And so we found these boxes that were bright green. And we would go and buy them at the Hallmark store and we included like a little $5 frame. And my husband, who was a graphic designer, he created a little card that said for your favorite engagement session and put that in the frame and some candy. So it's very simple, but it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, something to kind of seal the deal with these people. And so we've done that from the beginning. And then it's just been through the years, like as our brand has changed as well, that we wanted whatever we were gifting them to fit our brand, we wanted it to be useful and practical, like not something that they were just going to throw in the garbage. We wanted it to be something that, you know, wasn't, it was not with our like logo on it, but it was within brand. And so as far as what the gift was, so it's taken a lot of just trial and error and figuring out, and I may find something that, that I really liked and thought would work well. And then maybe the next year I would change it. I don't recommend doing that because (laughs) it's a lot of work to kind of, you know, redo your process and 
order the new things and figuring out the package. But again, it's just something that I really enjoy doing. And so it's, it's come easy for me to do that. But I think mainly like one of the biggest things we always said was like, you know, we don't want this to like slap our logo on it. And I feel like people really get it wrong when they do that. I can remember ordering a new software with a company through photography and, you know, they, they sent us this notebook in the mail and it had their logo put on the front. And I'm just thinking like, man, if this would have just had like, like a cool quote, or if it was just plain, like, and not with their, I didn't even like their logo. Like it just, I did not enjoy the booklet and I or the notebook and I just threw it away. And I thought if they would have just made this something that like was useful to me and that I liked, like I would have kept this and used this like for a considerable amount of time. And I probably would have thought of them every time I went to go use it in some degree. So you know, that's one thing I feel like staying away from like any kind of little tchotchke thing with your logo on it, I think is highly important when you're thinking about gifting. So 100% agree. Yeah. 100% <laughs> agree with that. There's a great book. I think it's called giftology. Love that book. Okay. John yeah. Ruben. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Good. I think, you know, as far as like just the gifts that we've thought through for our business as well, that's been one of our go-to, you know, foundational books in terms of thinking through that kind of stuff. I'll have to put that in the show notes for anybody interested, but giftology, and it's a really short read. It's really short, mm-hmm. easy, but full of great material as well. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful. I think for people because Client gifts, I think, are so perplexing sometimes, you know, what to get people and what's what's scalable too. Because there's nothing worse than like getting something or trying to incorporate something into your process that is just such a pain to, you know, whether it's the order or package or whatever. So For trying sure. to find something that's meaningful, but then also can be easily fit into your experience. You know, as far as tips for other people who want to craft, you know, a unique, awesome client experience. What advice would you give, you know, somebody who is seeking out your help on this? Sure. So I kind of think there's kind of four main things that someone that really wants to, you know, go in and improve their client experience or really just, you know, knock it out of the party. There's four four main things that I would recommend that they do. The first thing is to map out their client journey so far. Like what do they currently do? Write down every touch point that their client is you know, experiencing with them, write that down. The second one is to start filling the holes and thinking about, okay, what is the client thinking and feeling at each touch point? You know, tapping into that empathetic place of putting yourself in their shoes and just thinking through, okay, at this point, they're probably feeling nervous. At this point, they're probably feeling excited, like really thinking through those things. And I think there's like a part A and B to this. The first one is eliminating pain points. So thinking about what are their problems? Like where are those areas that it's like, oh, like, whether they're uninformed and they don't know what to expect, like how can I fill those holes and eliminate any kind of pain point? And then the second one is adding value and filling the holes with, you know, how can I exceed expectations? So thinking about what are the basic expectations of what this person is expecting from me? And then how can I go above and beyond? You know, I love like looking at businesses that I interact with, just any kind of business, whether it's, you know, my mechanic, or if we go out of town and stay at a hotel, I love pulling, like seeing what they do and being able to incorporate it into my own business. There was a couple of years ago, we went to a, an inn that we had heard about in the mountains. We'd heard about it for a couple of years. And, you know, we, I, I think our expectations weren't super high, but like with any time you check into a new hotel or an inn, you know, you expect that you're going to be checked in by the person in the lobby and maybe shown to your room. And, you know, that's kind of your basic expectations. We weren't expecting to be greeted with, champagne and we weren't expected to be offered 
a tour of the facilities to show us where all the important things were. We weren't expecting a handwritten note from the manager in our room with a chocolate chip cookie. Like those were all things that like just added crazy value and made me say, wow, off the bat before I'd even spent more than 15 minutes there. And of course, like I took to social media and wanted to tell everyone about this. Like, this is awesome. Like y'all need to come stay here. Like, and I think that's a lot of what, why the client experience is so important, you know, or as far as even what I do, I'm either going to talk about a business if they were really, really bad or if they just were remarkable and the in-between businesses that I interact with, like they're forgettable. And yeah. so it's either like the ones that, that just are terrible. I want to go tell everyone about, like, don't ever use them. This is horrible. Or these people were amazing. Like you have to go and use this service. So that's kind of what has driven a lot of the things that we do. So anyway, adding value in the places that you can see holes to be. Number three, I think making an action plan. You know, I think this can be really overwhelming, especially if you're starting from not much as far as your experience goes. I think you need a plan of what you're going to do. Looking after you've filled those holes on paper, making a plan for what's most important, kind of like maybe choosing three things. Like it's taken me a long time to get our client experience to the place that it has. It does not have to start out. It's not going to start out being, you know, killing it right away. And so I think maybe getting a quick win and thinking like, okay, I can do, I can write this welcome email today and I can get that done and move my client experience forward. But I think making a plan and making some decisions on what's most important, it has to happen. And then number four is creating and following a workflow. I think that you need a repeatable system to be consistent because especially once you're in the middle for wedding people that are in the wedding world, like, you know, once it is, you know, high season and you're going crazy, just trying to do the work and turn it around. Like these things are going to fall through the cracks unless you have a system that like when this thing happens, this thing then happens. And, you know, you've got it all written down and you can follow workflow, whether that's old school, like me still, I don't have my workflow in Dubsado, which we're going to try to move toward that this year. But just something that is written down from start to finish, like a checklist of sorts that kind of says, this is what is going to happen at this point. And then staying on top of it, if you can't do it yourself, like if there's room to, I don't know what I would do without my studio manager to help me with all these things and keep on top of all these things. So, you know, if you're needing help doing this, then I highly recommend doing that. But yeah, so those are kind of the things that I would recommend, you know, for people that are wanting to improve what they're doing. Yeah. And I, and I really, I mean, I like how practical each of those steps are. And then I also want to point out too, like how inexpensive it is to be remarkable, right? I mean, really, mm-hmm. and when you were talking about the inn, for instance, like, you know, per glass of champagne, chocolate chip cookie, mm-hmm. tour of the facility is free. Like all of those things are inexpensive. They were done in what, probably the first 15 minutes that you were there, right? Right, and right. I mean, like, what did it cost them? Probably a couple, probably $10, you know, probably right. between the, the glasses of champagne and the, and the chocolate chip cookie. You know, of course, there's some time in there writing the handwritten note and all of that. I imagine it wasn't pages long, though. You know, it was probably right. pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. Something that could be, like you said later in your experience, repeatable, you know, in following a workflow. But just in that short period of time, you know, they became remarkable. And and it was, you know, probably something that, you know, like you said, you went on social media and shared about when people ask about recommendations, probably keeps you top of mind. And then even something like Dubsado, 
I want to say Dubsado is like about 30 bucks a month, less than mm-hmm. that if you pay annually. And like you said, you can put your entire workflow in there, which is awesome. Something we haven't done as well. You know, we've done it <laughs> primarily <laughs> with it, you know, but that's the thing is I love Dubsado and we really just use it for payments and contracts right now. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge alone, but I'm yeah. glad I'm not alone that I'm not fully utilizing it. Yeah. Yet. So I, I mean, I would pay $30 a month just for the payments and contracts portion of things, you know, but you could put your entire workflow in there and studio manager, you know, if you are getting to the point, I think where you need extra help, but you can't maybe afford somebody like a studio manager. There are so many, we had Stacy Crollo on the, on the show recently, but she has a virtual assistant service, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you can find a virtual assistant. Yes, it's going to be a little bit of an uh, investment, but hopefully the return on that, you know, just by paying somebody like your studio, ma- studio manager or a VA, it's going to free you up to do things in your business that actually allow you to grow instead of being mm-hmm. bogged down in the, you know, oh, what is this? What did we say about this questionnaire or contract or whatnot? You know, that's stuff that's that's being organized by your VA or your studio manager. Absolutely. So, I mean, I really appreciate this process and experience. I don't know if you have anything along these lines on your website, on your new website, launching, you know, I guess it's not going to be this Tuesday when, when this goes live, <laughs> but do you have any resources where people could maybe learn a little bit more about your process? I mean, I do. I think there's a couple of things at this point. They're all free resources. Definitely, you know, on our blog, there should be a little category that says, you know, education. There's definitely some things specific to client experience that we've kind of put out there. And we are offering our free, like our full workflow, like our start to finish checklist. And so that's a big thing that people may find useful that can definitely be found on the, on the website. So Awesome. I will link to that in the show notes. So you can head on over to the show notes and find a direct link to that if you, if you'd like. Cheyenne, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today about client experience. I think, you know, even just as we think through, this is so good because like I said, we're going to have a team retreat this coming weekend. And even though, you know, we don't run a photography business, I think there's just so many things that you can pick up, you know, across industry. So, so much good stuff to think about as we go into that meeting. And then also you have another little one on the way and you're kind of, yeah. So you're squeezing this, this interview in before (laughs) that. And I know that there's just always so much to be done before that. So thank you so much for making the time. Oh goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Like I said, I love talking about this stuff. I could do it all day, every day. So this has been great. Thank you so much, Davey. Awesome. Well, we'll link to your, your workflow. We'll link to all those resources and places that you can follow along with Cheyenne going forward. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DavianCrista.com.